Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Not. I'm Sam. And I'm Michelle. This week we are going to be recapping stuff that we've been watching because as you know, myself, I've been sick, been glued mm-hmm. to the couch. I've been watching a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I've been watching a lot of stuff too because I didn't even mention it last week, but I went to a wedding like two weeks ago and rolled my good ankle. And so there was a week and a half to two weeks where I was... On the I forgot couch. <laughs> all about that. I told Joe that, and he's like, "What are we gonna do with her?" I know. I'm like a fucking baby giraffe. I can't. Oh my god. So I was. Is, is the ankle ahead. healed? How's it feeling now? Yeah, it's it's good. I was Jesus actually Christ. nervous. I told Jake immediately. I'm like, I just rolled it. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we don't have to worry about it. And uh, you know, there was like two days where I was like, I knew I knew that it wasn't broken to the the situation as to last time uh because I was immediately able to put weight on it and stuff but then I was like googling like can you put weight on a broken ankle slash foot and they're like you can sometimes so I was like fuck like I thought that was my saving grace like yeah nothing's broken um but nothing is like I've been walking on it for a week and a half now it was it was like limpy for a week but Mm -hmm. I also had my scooter and all my accoutrement here from last time. So I just did exactly what I did last time. I was icing it all the time. I was elevating it. I was putting all my salves on it. I had my boot that like takes a lot of weight off of it. I had my scooter to like roll around on. And I think it would have actually taken about three weeks to fully heal, Uh but it took like a week and a half because I was just babying the shit out of it. Well, I'm glad you still had Michelle's broken ankle kit at home. And I don't think you should ever get rid of any of those supplies. No, I can't. And also, (laughs) I'm just like, God damn it. Now I have like two weak ankles. Like, do I, what what is happening? And also, Sam, it was those goddamn shoes that I bought when I was with you. Oh my God. I still have not. uh Uh-huh. Those Uh, fucking chunkers. The chunkers. I still have not worn mine. Mine are still like in the bag that they came in. Because you ordered some, right? Yeah, because now I'm scared to wear them. No, these are like, they were so heavy, Sam. And seriously, the second, because when I tried them on, I didn't have socks on because they're, so just so you guys know, they're platform loafers. Mm -hmm. They're super heavy. They're probably like 10 pounds a piece. (laughs) And, um... But they're loafers, so there's, like, no ankle support. When I tried them on originally, I just had, like, those little baby socks on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my skin was still, like, catching the leather around it, so they stayed on. But then for the wedding, I had pantyhose on. And, like, the second I put them on, I was just, like, you know, my heels were popping out the back. And I was, like, fuck me. Like, I have to be super, super careful. And so I was being super, super careful. Um even when I was dance, I was like, I can't even like dance right because my feet keep popping in and out of them. And then when we went back to my friend Susan's house after the wedding, I changed my outfit and I wanted to put my fucking boots on, which were also platforms, but Uh whatever, the ankle support. It's different. Yeah, it's different. And then I didn't. And then I like literally just stepped on a rock the weird way and like the platform, you know, like how like platforms will just like flip it. Uh Uh-huh. And so I don't know if it's good because like my foot popped out of the loafer or whatever, but you know, I stumbled. Oh God. I rolled it. Damn. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been oh watching a lot God. of TV too. <laughs> We're falling apart. Oh my God. It's never ending. It's never ending. No. But anyway, so I've been watching a lot of stuff and uh, we've been watching a lot of the same stuff. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah. We're going to mention it all. We're going to mention it all. Probably going to be spoiler alerts. So don't get mad at us. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? Just so you have spoilers at the top. Let's talk about the movies that I watched that you just caught up on. Yeah. So recently I watched Barbarian and Smile. Mm hmm. And holy crap, I loved Smile so much. Did you? Okay, awesome. I did. I really liked it. And then that it was like about like mental illness and stuff like that. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of scary parts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which typically with movies like that, 
so I thought it was like, oh, here's my my old husband who died. These are his drawings. And you figure out what the evil spirit is like right there. But yeah. no, there were so many layers to it. And it just oh, kept yeah. peeling it back. And I really loved that because movies like that, I feel like are just so quick to be like, oh, it, this is what it is. And you know what to expect. And it's just kind of like the truth or dare kind of vibe, you know, but yeah, this really surprised me. I thought it was great. There's definitely the jump scares, but it's the, I feel like they didn't overdo it. Mm-hmm. They were good. And I think for the most part, most of them were in the trailer. So you kind of knew when they were coming, mm-hmm. but I feel like with movies like that, it's even worse because with a lot of horror movies, I'm just like waiting for it to be daytime again. And so like, I know like there's no scary parts that are going to happen. Like we got through the night and with movies <laughs> like this one, it's like, there is no reprieve. Like, no. it's not like this thing only comes out at night or only haunts her at night. It's like everywhere. It could happen at any time. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I was like on like constant anxiety. Yeah. Oh. I really liked the... I don't know if I should say monster creature yeah. like at the end I was like whoa that is frightening it was super frightening I I thought and it's so funny because I feel like barbarian had a very similar monster yeah. slash creature which is crazy um but I like the one in smile more because it almost felt like her skin was stretched over this thing mm-hmm. oh god and oh my god at the end when it like shows yes yeah like the mouth shot I was like wow that is gnarly that was good stuff yeah I really liked it um so if you guys haven't seen it we recommend it yeah yeah I I highly recommend it oh yeah I think it's a great horror movie I think it's it's up there with like for in the past 10 years I think it's up there with like hereditary and get out for me oh really yeah I would say it's like right underneath. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's better, but I would watch it again. I'd watch it again too. Yeah. All right. So then um, I think it was last week, Michelle talked about that you watched Barbarian. Mm -hmm. And I was like, don't tell me anything because Joe had gone to the theater to see see it. And he was like, if the least, the less you know about it the more like you will really like it and so I was like don't tell me anything about it so I asked Joe I was like will you watch Barbarian with me and he's like oh my god yes let's watch it and so this stars Bill Skarsgård and I can't remember the young lady's name she's a great actress um and all I knew is like Bill Skarsgård and Justin Long. And so mm-hmm. that first portion of the with Bill in it, I was just like, where is this going? And so many red mm-hmm. flags were popping up for me. So the girl, she ends up double booking an Airbnb that this guy also booked. It's mm-hmm. like in a super like scary neighborhood. You don't realize how scary it is because it's nighttime. So it's like pitch black. So anyway, she stays at the Airbnb and you're kind of thinking like the guy's going to kill her or he's creepy. You just get like a bad vibe. And there's just so many twists in this movie. I was just like, where is this going? I had no idea. And I loved it so much. It was so good. Halfway through the movie, it just like starts over, which is so fucking fun. I did not see it coming at all. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they were in Detroit in like a rundown neighborhood that has been like since abandoned Mm -hmm. and she does show up at night. So like you can't see any of the houses, but when she wakes up in the morning and leaves, like legitimately the house she's staying in is the only viable house. Everything else is shuttered and rundown and like not even like there's squatters there. There's it's a dead neighborhood. Yeah. Which is terrifying. I don't know why she would go back, but she does. <laughs> I know. And she has a job interview and the lady's mm-hmm. like, where's your Airbnb? Where's your Airbnb at? And she tells her and she's like, are you serious? Like, why would you stay there? And yeah, it just, it's terrifying because you know, uh-huh. no one is around. There's no cops to come and help you. There's no 911 that is going to take your call from this area. No. Oh my God. And there is a police situation later and they are the worst. They do oh, not yeah. give a shit. Yep. It was 
it was infuriating. Um, but so super spoiler. So fast forward 30 seconds. It really does want you to think that Bill Skarsgård is a bad dude. And I felt so bad because he's not. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry that I thought so poorly of you. I like- know. <laughs> but that's our natural instinct, you know, yeah. like avoiding so many red flags. Like, get mm-hmm. out of there. Because, I, I mean, technically, she if she would have listened, she wouldn't have been in the position. So not that, like, Bill Skarsgård was bad, but it's like you knew something wasn't right. No, but also I feel like she did all the right things mm-hmm. because, I mean, she she went in, she was very wary. She took a photo of his driver's license. It matched up with exactly who he said he was. Um, and then as like they're talking, like she wouldn't take any drinks from him mm-hmm. or things like that. I thought it was weird that she didn't like immediately lock her door when she like went to bed. But at the same time, I don't think it would have mattered. But anyway, it, I think it, I would have never actually stayed in the apartment in that situation if it's like double booked and there's like already a guy there no. and he's like, no, just like stay or whatever. But I feel like she was doing all the things I would do if that was truly my only option. Yeah, but I, I would have I I done all the same you. Yeah, I would have done all the same things, but I just would have driven away. I'd have been like, it's yeah. not worth it. Like. No, she did also like call a bunch of hotels in the area and there's like some conference in town. So they were all booked up and he's the one that provides her with that information. So I was just like, well, girl, keep calling. Exactly. She was like, oh, there is a conference in town. Like, so most things might be booked. And she was like, God damn it. And it's like, he just, they really set him up as such an amazing red herring where mm-hmm. you're like, Oh my God, where's the twist gonna happen? I know. And then it's not even with him at all. It's oh. not. And you feel so bad. And like, I know. especially when they get down into the basement and they just keep mm-hmm. going further and further. And he's like, help, help me. me. Like, and I'm just yeah. like, girl, don't Mm-mm. do it. Like, why don't is he it. going further down? Like, obviously, yep. he's gonna kidnap you or something. And That's then when he's said. like, something bit me, I'm like, you motherfucker, stop lying. Uh-huh. Stop lying. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I felt so bad. I thought so poorly of him. I know. I was even telling Jake, like, the whole, obviously the whole time in the first half of the movie, anything he does, you're just like, see, that's a trap. That's the trap. Yeah. So when he goes down and he's like, no, let me see it. Not that I don't believe you, but I just need to see what you're talking about or whatever. And then when he goes further down into like the caves or whatever, I like turned to Jake. I was like, see, if, if he wasn't a bad guy, he wouldn't have gone further down. Uh-huh. The fact that he went further down means like he's trying to trick her now. Exactly. <laughs> and I, there's something about, um, I think it's Gothica with Halle oh, Berry. Yeah. Like I fucking hate in horror movies when there is a scene when it's like a fucked up bedroom with a disgusting Ugh. mattress and a camera in a camcorder. In the corner. I hate that shit. I'm just yeah. like I was so grossed out cuz you just know immediately like where it's going. Yes. And then also how hysterical was it when the Justin Long second chapter happens where he like finds it and he's just like oh, oh shit. my god and then he's like this is so much extra square footage to this uh-huh because he's like he's having to like sell his, his the house that he has because he's gonna have to like lawyer up and stuff so mm-hmm. he not he's not worried like why is this basement here why does this look sketchy why does it smell like this mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. I can list this on the square footage. And he's just so oblivious. It was it was so good. And there was like a subtle amount of humor to some of the things, Mm -hmm. which was great. And also um, the whole Justin Long second half of the movie. He's like an actor in Hollywood that gets accused of inappropriate behavior to like a co-star. So it like kind of brings that whole aspect into it too. And he's just like this aloof actor that has to come back to Detroit and try to sell this home that he's been Airbnb being Airbnb. Sure. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's just so good. I I love the like halfway through, let's just start over. Yeah. I remember because I told Joe, I was like, 
what did you think when you watched this movie? Like, I would have been so scared in the theater because I think it was just him and another person. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said he remembered, like, when it stopped abruptly, he thought, like, they just started playing another movie by accident. Like, he didn't oh. know. He was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. I didn't because you had told me that Justin Long was in it, like, a few weeks before. And it wasn't even until it, like, started again that I was just like, wait, was this the movie that's it? Like, I was so confused as to what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but isn't there, what is that vampire movie with George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino that it's like halfway through the movie, it just like pretty much is a different movie about vampires? Uh, from Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, I, I like that. People need to do more more of those things. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, so, cause I thought that Bill and Justin were in on it at the beginning yeah. and I was like, oh, Justin's probably like living in the basement and they trap these women and do like yeah. horrible things. Um, but yeah. And the monster in Barbarian, th- it was so weird because, um, I forget his name, Richard something. I don't know. He's like in all the Rob Zombie movies. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Is the, it Richard the murderer Drake? guy. Yeah. So, like, in the horror groups, people were, like, they either love it or hate it. And they're mm-hmm. just, like, why would they show this guy for, like, two minutes, like, just not talking, being a creep? And I'm, like, because he's the one that sets everything into motion. Yeah. Like, holy hell, what do you mean? It's such a good oh, I movie. It. Yeah. I it. Oh, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, like, isn't that, like, a good horror movie? Because, like, when you turn it off. I feel like there's no, like, immediate danger in your house that you feel like, oh, I'm still scared. Like, maybe if I stay at an Airbnb, which I will be this weekend, I might be a little (laughs) scared. But I feel like it's one of those horror movies, like, you turn it off and you're like, well, there's no, like, monster in my basement. Like, I'm fine, you know? Yeah. It's not like a ghost thing where you're just like, oh, is there, like, a ghost in my bedroom now? Do you know what I mean? Okay, so you don't think that mama is in your basement in a hole? No. You don't? (laughs) she's down there somewhere michelle (laughs) you said that with such conviction like she for sure is living in my basement oh my god joe was like would you pretend you were her baby and i'm like yes yeah yep until i could get away (laughs) until i could get away Uh, but it's so scary like seriously like obviously this is a horror movie it's so fake but to be in that mindset where it's like okay, she's going to come and feed me, but what if I, like, set her off for some reason she smashes my head against the wall? Like, that, being in that mindset all the time. Yeah, in a split second, she could destroy you. Yeah. It was kind of sad, though, at the end, though. Because it's like, she she didn't ask for any of that. Like, she's just a product of everything that's been happening. I know. Oh. And she's talking. She's like go back let's go mm-hmm. <laughs> well let's go back home let's go back home oh <laughs> no i thought it was good i loved it yeah i loved it so much what else let's do unsolved mysteries because that's been out for longer yeah let's please do that because <laughs> okay so Uh-oh. unsolved mysteries they released the new season a few weeks ago uh, I know that you've watched a few of them, Michelle, and then Joe mm-hmm. and I were like, let's watch a few of them as well. So we watched like three episodes one night and I was, I've been so scared ever since. Like we had to sage the apartment yesterday. Cause I told Joe, I'm like, something does not feel right. Like I just feel something heavy. And oh. also, which reminds me. So when our friends Todd and Steve and Carly came to visit us. They wanted to go check out the um, memorial site for the witch trials, like yep. over there by Walgreens. Mm-hmm. And I've only been there once before. And the time that I went there, I went there with Crystal. And I just got like, we both got so sick, like immediately. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm never going back to that place again. But they wanted to go see it. And so we went there. And then like, we all ended up getting sick and joe was like what if something happened and like attached onto us and i'm like don't fucking tell me that but watching the unsolved mysteries like i we started the body in the bags episode 
And immediately mm-hmm. when we pressed play and I like laid in bed, like I could just feel something like dark around us. And I was like, Joe, this does not feel good watching this. And oh. he was like, you're, it's okay. You're just scared. Like, it'll be fine. And I'm just like, no, like I'm terrified. So we watched a few episodes and I've like just been having nightmares ever since. Oh no. We fucking saged our apartment yesterday and like saged ourselves. Like it is haunting. Like what the fuck unsolved mysteries? Like God, yeah. give me a fucking disclaimer, would you? <laughs> <laughs> it's I I swear to God, I feel like there's like a curse in the theme music because some of the episodes aren't even scary. It's the fucking music. It's as soon the as music. it starts. I, I like I want to cry just thinking about the music. Yeah. Well, have you seen have you watched it since you were a, like a kid kid? unsolved mysteries what do you mean like because i've been watching unsolved mysteries probably since like six yeah and like i think the music just triggers like your inner child of like the truest terror that you've ever probably experienced you know well because they still show the old episodes like on lifetime oh yeah but and i've watched them and i'm like this is so bad like they're like you know cheesy and stuff like that but I just, I specifically always remember this one episode that I watched when I was a kid, which also, why am oh I watching this at six? I know. But it was like, you know, a couple in a car that gets murdered. And I just remember being absolutely fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. And so like when the theme music starts, I just, no matter what, I, it's so scary. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's calling all demons and they're yeah. rising from hell. Yeah. Um, okay, so we watched that episode, which is about, it's so, so sad. Like, I was just bawling my eyes out. I'm like, this is awful. So it's about this guy who ends up dating a girl. She seems to be kind of possessive. He ends up being shot in his apartment Mm. and also dismembered. Like, he, oh my god, I'm like talking about it. Like, she cuts his body like, I don't even know Michelle. <laughs> she cut some, like, three pieces, right? Yes. Like, legs, torso, and then head. And she's uh-huh. using, like, kitchen knives. Which is insane. Like, we were talking about this right before we started recording. And the idea of dismembering another human being is so far-fetched. Like, yeah. I I don't understand. And what I was going to tell you before I was like, let's just start recording is like I almost kind of get it well I don't get it but you know when you have like more of a serial killer somebody that has like no emotion no apathy like like Dahmer Mm -hmm. it's kind of like okay I can see how you could go through the motions of dismembering somebody but it's like when it's just like a one-off kill like this where it's like she was just like jealous of him for like breaking up with her and stuff like that it's like how do you like kind of a quote-unquote regular human in society are able to then dismember somebody like for one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like something you want to do. It's just like something that you're just going to do. It's like, if yeah. I just went and did it today. Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy. It's, it boggles my mind. And you- so she like puts his body parts in different bags and they find mm-hmm. like three different bags. And like the, his bottom half was in the sleeping bag. And that just like, <gasps> Like, they got a little too uh, close with their reenactments. I'm like, yeah. all right. Like, this is a little yeah. too much. Um, But, yeah. And they still haven't. They arrested her, but they couldn't keep her because they didn't have any evidence or whatever. And she's still living her life somewhere. Oh, yeah. Hammy. She ran, right? She's she like- ran. Oh, so they yeah. still have not found this evil woman who literally cut this poor guy up and it's so sad like he had such a close family he had like Mm -hmm. a son who is just like he seems so well behaved and like just such a good kid and his his like ex-partner a friend from high school like it's his dad like it's just so sad and everybody was so upset and another crazy twist in it is that his like that girl, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend texted 
his child's mother and was like, oh, I'm not feeling well. Like he can't come over today. Like the girlfriend did it from his phone and his kid was just like, okay, well I have like my books or something there. So I still have to go to dad's house and grab that shit. And so he goes to the house to grab the stuff. The girlfriend's in the kitchen washing something. His dad's bedroom door is closed. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to pop in and say hi and see if he needs anything. And she's like, no, no, don't go in there. Like, he's like sleeping, like leave him alone. And so he just leaves, like come to find out that the dad was for sure, like dead in the bedroom when that happened, Mm. which is good. Like, it's great that he a didn't see that and b it's like what if he did poke his head in and then the girlfriend like killed him too yeah <sighs> i just don't know how you disassociate that much i like how can you be in the kitchen washing and like somebody else comes like i just assume that i would be like i have like i just did something really really fucking bad like you need to like help you need to call somebody like yeah she obviously just didn't care well, and the fact also is that she's still like just running around mm-hmm. wherever. Yeah. So she, I guess, like she did something. She worked. She had a medical job of some sort, but then she was also a travel agent. So they're thinking, like, knowing those skills, she's able to still travel and get away yeah. with everything. But I definitely think like her family is helping her. I'm convinced of it. And also, how do you just live all these days? You're just trying to live your life. It's like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. that's what I also don't understand along with the dismembering a body. It's like, uh-huh. you really think that having a life after this is like deserving? You think that you get to do that? Oh, no, no. I hate that because she is probably just like living like a regular decent life right now. And you would never know Mm-mm. what she looks like just because it's like you can wear wigs, you can do makeup mm-hmm. differently. It's like you would never know. Never. And but even sometimes she does have that rose tattoo though, but Oh. Yeah. Well, she could have gotten it covered up by this. She point. could have gotten it covered up by this point, but who knows. Yeah. No, I oof. Even when they do the, um, there was like one episode, I think it was about missing children or something. So they do all the, um, what is it called? Where the composite. Uh-huh. Like what they would look like. Yeah. Like the older versions. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll like look at those things. I'm like, I feel like I would never be able to connect that to somebody in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But some people do, you know, it's crazy. There's a few scary episodes. And there was also um, the episode with the girl in college who left the party and they have her on their video camera. And she like ends up, they think that she committed suicide by jumping in front of the train. That one was really weird too. Yes, that one, that one felt really strange. But I also think it might just be a, maybe more of an accident than a suicide. Mm-hmm. What about her know. shoes and her clothes, though? That was a bit odd. I think that's the only thing that made it sketchy. Yeah. But I don't know. There's like also like a lot of stories that sometimes I'm like, I feel like sometimes the parents just don't want to see what's happening, you know? I think that too, because I was telling Joe, I'm like, sorry guys, it's about to get dark, but I'm like, people would be so surprised if I told them like my thoughts that I've told you, Michelle, people would never mm-hmm. know. Like if I yeah. did kill myself, people would be like, that's not like Sam, that is so unusual. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, actually I've had these thoughts. Like it's totally normal on my side of things. Yeah. Like, yeah. You really don't know what people are thinking. And that's what's so yeah. sad because- in some cases, the parents are like, no, they would never do that. And they never would. Mm-hmm. But it's like, sometimes they would. Like, it, that's just not something you tell someone every day when you see them, you know? Exactly. And I don't think anybody truly obviously ever knows somebody else or their intentions and stuff like that. And especially not parents. I mm-hmm. always think it's so uh, shocking in some of these stories where the parents are like, they say that she was like doing Adderall daily and that's not my child. And it's like, it probably was. Do you know how many people use like Adderall yeah. daily? Like, or like uh, 
use cocaine every now and then. And it's like, yes, you want to think that's not your child, but also they're not going to tell you that, you know, they, they smoke marijuana every day. Mm -hmm. If that's not your relationship, you know? Right. So, so that one was really sad as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, they're all sad, but did you watch the alien one? I did. How'd you like that one? I mean, I liked it. I feel like yeah. it's so bizarre that there were so many calls coming in. And then also the guy who was like the weather detector yeah. could see the markings on his like scale and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's really bizarre. I think that there is something be- based on my own experience with it. Mm-hmm. There is some kind of relation to um, UFOs and bodies of water. Mm. I just think it like and he was saying that the ufos were kind of like all gathering on the part of lake michigan where there was no ice or whatever and the ufos we saw were over long island sound and when he was describing them like playing like almost like tag with each other it was like freaked me out because like ours there was also three of them Mm -hmm. and it's like they would just move like so quickly but they were all like just kind of like switching spots with each other yeah and it was like over body water I was just like I was like freaking out at that one that one I was thinking of your story and it was like creeping me out and you know with it being over a body of water that makes total sense because it's like people are out there living and it's not like a backyard so it's like so many things could happen out there Mm -hmm. and you would never know yeah I really want to look more into that one like outside Mm -hmm. of it yeah um because yeah they had like over a hundred calls <laughs> oh my god and they were playing the 911 calls and I just love this one this one guy was just like hey this isn't an emergency or anything but I'm calling about this UFO I'm seeing right now <laughs> <laughs> you seen it too you got any calls <laughs> about that oh it was crazy it's those like mass like sightings mm-hmm. I'm just like how does this not have more traction I know. And I felt so bad for the guy who like um he had to lose he had to leave his job because yeah. his coworkers were making fun of him. Which is so lame. Yeah. I was like, are you crazy? I feel bad for them. They probably just feel bad that they weren't the ones on like shift that night mm-hmm. and they didn't get to see it. Yeah. But that one was intense. And then we also watched um, Ghost in Apartment 14. What's that one? Oh, so they did. Did you watch the second batch? So they released three and then they released like four more. So we watched um, the guy who had the auto shop next to the strip club. Yeah, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. And then we also watched Lady in the Water. Or in the lake or something like that, where she was leaving church and they were like, oh, she committed suicide and just like crawled through the snowbank and went into the ocean. Did you see that one? That was from the last batch. That was from like last year. It was? I yeah. thought they all came out this year. No, no, no. It's oh, been like okay. three years of Unsolved Mysteries now. Oh, shit. Okay, well. Uh, I was going to say, I was what's like. What's the ghost one? The ghost one is super interesting. So it's called the ghost in apartment. Oh my god, that that one fucking scared me. Are you fucking joking? I'm like getting so freaked out in my. I am too. Because all I all I'm thinking is that fucking box that that guy used. Yeah, that was frightening. Absolutely, and I remember the story as just a um true crime case i remember listening to a podcast about it but this episode of unsolved mysteries brings a whole another dimension into it where this mother and daughter move into the apartment of a girl that um this person had murdered and they start like seeing her and like just feeling a bunch of things and actually giving the police like a lot of information of where her remains might be buried so it brought like a whole nother aspect to it, but I specifically remembered the box around the head and the water, the waterbed, like from the podcast that I had listened to. Um, but so it was a serial killer couple where this guy would, you know, it was in the seventies. He would 
pick up hitchhikers with his wife in the car so they felt more comfortable they would get in and he would like keep them because he wanted to like have like a sex slave so the first person that he kidnaps is this girl that goes by the nickname Marliz, which I think is unfortunate, but it's fine. Her mm-hmm. name's like Mary Elizabeth, but they call her Marliz. And um, she used to live in this apartment number 14. And they he ends up killing her kind of by accident. Like he definitely wanted to keep a sex slave, but he doesn't like it when people scream. So he wanted to cut her vocal cords but it just goes awry and he ends up killing her um and then burying her and then i think a year later they kidnap another woman and they actually keep her for seven years and thankfully she manages to stay alive because the wife of the killer is like i'm gonna leave him and she's like we need to leave together and they both leave or whatever and the guy ends up going to prison and stuff like that which also at the end of this episode they're talking about releasing him which what the fuck yeah how old do you think he is now late 80s mid 80s but it doesn't even matter because if this dude gets let out he is a fucking deranged psychopath he's Mm -hmm. about to die regardless he is going to kidnap the first woman that he comes across and do as much fucking heinous shit as he can to her because what the fuck else does he have to live for why are you releasing him? him out yeah this man kid a murdered somebody. They couldn't charge him on that because they couldn't find her body, but literally kept a sex slave that he kept under his waterbed and kept like a box around her head when she wasn't in it for seven years. This is a depraved, deranged individual. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. So anyway, so um the first girl, Marliz. She's lived in this apartment. The mom and daughter move in. They start feeling like a lot of paranormal stuff. The daughter herself like was one day like in the playroom and it was just like, oh, hi. And the mom's like, oh, who are you talking to? And she goes, my Liz. And this is like before they know anything about anything. Um, The mom starts having dreams and stuff of numbers and just all this crazy stuff. They only stay there for like three months because they get so freaked out and they leave um but the mom ends up having so many dreams about it that she calls the police because she does find out that the girl that used to live in the apartment was kidnapped and possibly murdered by this couple and so she calls the police and just like i'm this is gonna sound weird but i'm having these dreams and i'm like seeing these numbers over and over again and it it she happens to call the police on the exact same day that they literally opened the cold case into this. So they're just like taken aback because they're like, are you serious? Like we for real today mm-hmm. just started the investigation again and come to find out that like the number she's seeing is like pretty much where they think that Marla's is buried. Oh my God. <laughs> so anyway, it was crazy. It was a wild Yeah, ride. that one was really scary to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just that box, it was like a box within a box within a box. Uh-huh. It was like wood and then it was like um like a spongy material to help with like sound. Like it yeah. was oh my god. It was like do you remember 13 Ghosts? Yes. The jackal. Uh-huh. It was like the jackal's box around his head but completely enclosed in wood. Yeah. Like you couldn't see in. And it just it just hinged around your head but it was like that size of a box. Yeah. Ugh. So fucking bad. Um, oh my god, yeah, that one was creepy. And the whole t- like when they started it, I even though I do believe in ghosts and stuff like that, I'm always still like skeptical because mm-hmm. I do think sometimes people just use it for publicity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know when they start to like talk about how it's you know it wasn't just like this girl we don't know what happened to her but like you know somebody wrote a book about how she was kidnapped by this couple and stuff like that I was like okay this lady probably read the book and is now like assuming things and like trying to do stuff but when she was like dreaming about the numbers and they were very much the real thing and not out in public I was like okay all right yeah I'm there. Like, all right. I, I believe you. All yeah. right. Uh, I'm just 
thinking of how scared I'm going to be when I re-listen to all of this. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But no, like the other night I had to sleep with the TV on and the lamp. Like I was just so afraid to fall asleep. I feel like I haven't been lately, which I'm surprised because I've been watching a lot of horror stuff. Yeah. But you're alone. I know. You're al- you're alone. I know. <laughs> sounded- well, it was nice at first because when Joe was also sick, he wasn't going into work. But yeah. now he is. So I'm like, dear Lord, help me. I know. Well, I watched a lot of the Unsolved Mysteries after. So Jake went away last weekend for a tattoo convention. And so leading up to it, I was like, no, I'm I'm done with horror. I'm done with like all this stuff because I'm going to be here alone for like three days. He was gone yeah. for a while. And then when he came back, I was like, can we watch this ghost episode on Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you didn't watch it yet? I was like, no, I, I wasn't going to watch ghost stuff before you left. Yeah. He was like, why do you think it matters? I was like, I feel like if I'm thinking about ghosts, mm-hmm. they can sense it and then they'll present themselves to me because they know I believe in it. It's true. So I try not to. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, please don't scare me. Just please don't. And but plus, with like smile and barbarian, like I just kept like in bed, I kept looking out in the hall and mm. I'm like, if I fucking see a fucking tall <laughs> figure that's like trying to bottle, uh-huh. me, I will lose it. <laughs> see, I think that's what was good about barbarian and the monster at the end of smile because like those things don't scare me, but like. In my head, if I looked out into the hallway, I would just see a regular person, but I could see, like, their pearly white teeth smiling at me. Oh, my God. And that's what scares me. I forgot to tell you. I almost killed killed Joe. So after we watched Smile, I kept going to the bathroom, and he was in the bathroom, and I thought he was trying to scare me. And so I'm like, Joe? And I'm like, if you're fucking trying to scare me, I will literally kill you. And he's like, I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, all right. So then we go to bed and he's like, I'm pulling back the covers. I'm on one side and he's on the other side straight across from me. And he fucking does that creepy smile. And I yelled at him so loud. And I said, Joe, I go, I'm only going to tell you once. I said, if you scare me again, I will literally punch your face in like I will bash it in because I will be so afraid Uh and then you'll get mad because I physically abused you and I'm telling you (laughs) that's what's gonna happen if you scare me like I cannot control myself if I'm scared for my life yep yep and I was like don't and he goes he was like what if I come home from work and I just play the unsolved mystery song and I said Joe I said if you want to die then do that (laughs) you get what you get Exactly. Like, I'm telling you, yep. don't scare me because it's either me or you and it's going to be yeah. that wins. <laughs> exactly. I'm warning you right now. I was literally just thinking that yesterday because I was like out and I realized that I had removed my knife from my fanny, my purse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I think I saw it in Jake's nightstand. So I went and grabbed it and just like threw it into my purse or whatever. And then as I was like driving around, I was just like, if anybody even ever tried, I would just start stabbing. And uh-huh. I don't even know if that's like defensible in court, <laughs> but I'm just like, if I feel any kind of like ill intent, I don't care. Like, I will disfigure you. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. it. Uh huh. I just, I'm not even going to give you a chance to be like, no, no, no. Like, no, like I'm tearing at me. you from limb to limb. Yeah. But then it was so weird because so then Jake came home and he was like, look, I found I had this in my car and he hands me my pink switchblade. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I still had no, I had it in my back pocket. And so I pull out the knife from my back pocket and I look at it and it's like a wooden switchblade. I was like, oh, weird. I have this one. I thought it was the pink one. He's like, what is how? Why do you have just (laughs) knives on you? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like just carrying around a lighter. You're like, oh, I have a knife. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah, here you go. I always I try to always keep a knife on me. Just FYI, everybody out there. Okay, So what's the scenario? So like, if someone messes with you, would you take out the knife? And would you be like, I have a knife? Don't mess with me because I will stab you. Yeah. 
if somebody started like coming toward me and I don't fucking know you and there's no reason for you to come toward it's not like I'm in the grocery store and somebody's like hey can you pass me that can of peas or whatever like I'm not gonna wield my knife but you know if I'm in like I don't I don't know it's just if it's it the situation you know the situation (laughs) yeah I will give you one warning like please back up don't come near me I don't feel comfortable or whatever but don't keep advancing because that's that's a threat to me because I will cut your face ear to ear so leave me alone. I sound like such a fucking psycho. I can't. No, you don't. I'm literally like. I'm just like. Why don't I carry a knife around? Oh, you should. I but should. Also, in the same breath, I'm like, how can somebody disassociate and like dismember somebody? And then, like two seconds later, I'm like, I will stab somebody to death if they. Yeah, but that's talk different. To me. <laughs> that's different, though. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh! Yeah, unsolved mysteries definitely very very scary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I like that they have like the paranormal ones in between like the UFOs because I couldn't do a full. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, but that music though, it's it's still frightening. Uh, uh, there's something innate with oh, I think there's something innate within us that just like yeah. the hairs go up on the back of your neck. Who, like, I want to know who wrote that song, you know? That's like some John Carpenter shit. It is. It's what nightmares are made of. It's good stuff. I feel like, like, Danny Elfman or somebody did yeah. it. So we also watch, and I think it's a newer addition to Netflix, Killer uh-huh. Sally. It's a documentary, true crime documentary, about um, this bodybuilder couple. Um, and she ends up killing him on Valentine's Day in 1995. And um, she goes away for a very, very long time, Um, I think, because in the 90s, a lot of women were just being kind of prosecuted as like, I don't know, bad ladies. Yeah. (laughs) It was like around the same time as Lorena Bobbitt and um, not Nancy Kerrigan, but who's uh, Tanya Tanya Hardy. And who was the Oh, and Amy Fisher. So it was like all around that time where women were kind of being the more violent people and also she was a bodybuilder so that was just like so out of the mainstream for a lot of people to comprehend of how she was able to be a battered um a battered woman Mm -hmm. I it was infuriating to watch it was the prosecutor was so insufferable I think my eyes got stuck in the back of my head several times. He was such a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't stand him. I it's a really good one. Definitely mm-hmm. check it out. But and the fact that so she was also in the military and yep. she while she was working her way into the build, the bodybuilding community, she also had to pay for her husband's bodybuilding. Mm-hmm expenses and so she needed money so then she started like wrestling men and she like had this persona um of killer sally where she's like i'll wrestle you and she like had her military wear and she made these videos and where she had like a gun and it was just like it was just like look at me i'm a strong woman that will put you in your place like for guys who got off on stuff like that and they like completely use all of that against her and I'm just like what is happening that kind of shit drives me so fucking crazy as if like the average human can't tell the difference between a character and like a person like the prosecutor kept being like look at this poster of her with a with a gun and her name killer sally like this was premeditation I'm like in what world does that is that the same thing mm-hmm. i it just like infuriates me to no end and the prosecutor kept like being like she's a thug she like transitions like genders just because she was a bodybuilder and like mind you the man that she ends up murdering her husband also a bodybuilder and still three times stronger than her yeah. it's not I just didn't get the correlation of that. They were acting like he was a little pipsqueak and therefore she would be able to fight him off or something. 
And still, that's not how things happen. But also, mm-hmm. this man was humongous. Yeah, huge. Ugh, drives me crazy. I I felt so bad for her kids, though. Like, my heart just broke for her daughter and her son. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you could tell even before... Um, so, like, at the time, her kids were maybe, like, 12 and 9 or something like that. But... They're interviewing her children now, so they're a lot older, but just the way that the son, his body language, like he was shaking the whole time. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. he probably like got into a lot of trouble and he ended up getting into a lot of trouble just because how it affected his life. And it's just so, it's just really sad. It's such a sad story overall, but they, they lay it out in such a good, like, um captivating way because it's Mm -hmm. only three parts which i love i hate it when they like try to stretch things out for you um and you know the first episode is very much just like describing the scene and how they got to be together and their lives separately and then together and then what happened that night and then in the second one they almost make you flip your thinking and like you're like, oh wait, was she the aggressive one? Was she actually the one that was aggressive to him all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, so they keep they kind of keep you guessing throughout it. But I felt so like as soon as her son was talking in the interviews, and the way that he would, you could tell that he was like forcing himself to stay like measured, and he was almost like whispering, like, yeah, I can't be loud or whatever. I was like, oh. I feel like this kid has like anger issues or maybe has been to prison or like Mm -hmm. something you could kind of like tell that he had he was very calculated in how he was talking Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh and the girl too like she was just like she oh my god had like um like a prayer necklace or something that she was like holding for support Mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing but yeah I mean they grew up in a super you know violent household and throughout the whole time I was watching it I was like it's so crazy that just like as recent as the 90s like domestic violence in like a household wasn't seen as that crazy mm-hmm. because like I grew up around it there was mm-hmm. other like houses I went into where it wasn't even like hidden or anything I it, know it was just in the 90s like it was what 20 years ago yeah but yeah and it's just so sad it's like so sad that somebody thinks that they have the right to fucking terrorize you like that mm-hmm. in like the comfort of your own home and like you just never know when it's coming you know well what do you think about because they even showed when <clears throat> they showed the tapes of when she's like in the room talking to the officers and mm-hmm. even her kids are in there and they're like well he he's like beat you so tell them that you had to protect yourself because that's what you had to do and yeah. these poor children are trying to like they're not justifying it because they saw what happened and they know like that he was abusive towards their yeah. mom and that was just also heartbreaking but when they said something about she laid down to take a nap or something <sighs> like that I'm like really like I I don't think that's unusual no not at all the prosecutor's like only a guilty person would take a nap in the middle of it I'm like are you fucking insane like the murder happened at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night you can see the timestamp. it is now like seven o'clock in the morning the next day she's been interviewed nonstop for mm-hmm. seven hours she obviously didn't sleep that night so she's going on like 36 hours awake to mention that there was also like five traumatizing events that happened throughout that. And you're going to find her guilty because she lay down on the floor on a hard concrete and just try to like rest her eyes for two yeah. seconds. Yeah. I thought that <sighs> was, he was the grossest snail slug of a person. I, uh, I was so disgusted by the prosecutor. I don't, I, Oh my God, he was so fucking disgusting to me. And even when he was like talking in real time about the time back Mm. then he just was so like 
proud and oh yeah he loves it he was even saying he was like being a prosecutor is the best because like when you're doing your closing and opening arguments nobody can talk you're the only person that has all the limelight and this is why I love doing this interview right now because like I get to talk and I'm like you are the biggest fucking narcissist I've ever met in my fucking life Uh and I mean this is true for a lot of these true crime documentaries where the prosecutor it's like almost I don't know, like, legally, they're not allowed to say, like, oh, we fucked up or something like that. But I'm just like, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just, like, double down. I'm like, in this day and age, this is the way you're going to talk, you fucking stupid, ugly piece of shit. Yeah. With your hair and your tie. <laughs> and your face. Really? In uh-huh. your face? I was telling Jake, I was like, you see the way he looks? like he's like fucking dead but somehow still alive that's because he's a nasty fucking gross individual and sally who is just like take me as i am looks fucking amazing she's Mm -hmm. still fucking gorgeous because she's just living her truth yeah she never like she's just very literal person yeah i thought she was amazing yeah i did too um joe was like he, he he wasn't like against Sally or anything, but we always like were like dissecting it, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "But why the second shot?" And I'm like, "I'm like, but I, if he's a big dude, and if it's me mm-hmm. or you, I'm gonna make sure that it's gonna be me that survives this." Yeah. Like I, yep. I'm not gonna risk my life by. I mean, this is what I think would happen in my head. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm not going to risk my life by giving you just one shot and letting a chance of you attacking me again and like yeah. strangling me in two seconds or breaking my neck. Yeah. Like, no, it's going to, there's going to be a few shots fired. Mm-hmm. I was telling Jake the exact same thing. She definitely lied about where she like um, reloaded the gun, which whatever. She did it in the second bedroom. She lied about it because she said like, oh, he was coming at me a second time, so I shot him again. And that was obviously a lie, but you got to think about it. This is like all happening in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And this man has just choked you. He's been choking you his whole fucking life. He's been punching you in the fucking face, breaking your nose. You finally fucking shoot him. For the first time ever, he's actually down. You know he's down. The amount of rage and relief that just comes to the surface, I would immediately reload and be like, and fuck you again. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking done. It's finally yeah. fucking over, you know? I don't fault her for that at all. Yeah. Like, and they even said that the first shot killed him. Like, he was still alive, but that he wouldn't have survived from it. So the second shot didn't even matter. It's not like she was, like, executing him. Yeah, it's it was... not like it made or break his no. life, right? And it's like, yeah, I that was a fuck you shot. But guess what? Sometimes... You've had fucking enough. Mm-hmm. And two, like, you're not going to know, like, oh, that one shot will d- do just fine. No. It's like you, you're you not thinking. It's like you're in the mode of fight or flight, literally. Yes. He's on five different steroids. It's almost like being, like, on PCP where it's like you have superhuman strength. That could have, mm-hmm. like, literally just sent his adrenaline to the surface where he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? You just fucking shot me. And like, you don't know what the next thing is yep. going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I, I don't. just don't, I don't see her. <laughs> I mean, the way that they told the story and stuff like that, I don't see her putting her kids through that just to kill him because she was jealous that he was going to leave her or it's like, no, he was probably like, please leave me go beat someone else up. Yeah, and that doesn't make sense either because she was already making steps and planning to leave him. Mm-hmm. Like, she was setting up a place in Pennsylvania. She had already told the kids, like, be packed and ready to go. We might have to leave, like, in, you know, a second's notice. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't get it. And then, excuse me, they were, like, using her threatening the girlfriend as a reason why she was like the shitty one in the relationship and i'm like i i this is why i'm just like heaven forbid anything ever happens to me i'm going straight to jail because obviously this podcast and then also how (laughs) i know i would react in situations Uh you're fucking my husband i get to say leave him the fuck alone or else i'm gonna beat the shit out of you Mm -hmm. you're the one in the wrong he is too yeah for sure 
but I probably already told him, like, I'm going to fuck you up, too. Yeah. But I just don't know how they were like, well, she threatened the girlfriend. Yes, because she was fucking her husband. Yeah. She didn't actually do anything. She just said, leave him alone. Because if she really wanted, I feel like if she really had... I feel like she would have shot the girlfriend just to get back at, you know, it's like, it doesn't make sense. No. The fact that they were like, he was so happy with the girlfriend and like, he was going to have this whole other life and stuff. I'm like, okay, well then leave your wife. Who's literally been supporting you for the last 10 years. Well, financially, uh financially everything, but no, you're going to keep her on the back burner because that's how she, you know, your life gets supported. Yeah. It was too much. Obviously, nobody should ever be murdered or killed or anything, but I do believe that she felt like this could be the time that he kills me. Yeah. Because like she said, when he was like leading up to bodybuilding events, he was on a lot more steroids. He was a lot more stressed. He was a lot more like, like, um, quick to violence. Uh And it was like three days before a bodybuilder event. So, and it just takes one fucking time where he just chokes you too hard. Yep. That's it. And it never fucking ends. And you never know when the next one is coming Mm -hmm. and you never know if it's going to be the last one. Yep. So I just, I don't ever, I don't, (laughs) I'm just going to put all my anger toward the prosecutor because he's alive yeah. and a stupid ugly piece of shit but i'm i'm so upset by everything <laughs> yeah it was definitely a a good watch yeah and i do like that they kept it shorter because i don't like when they do Mm-mm. the longer episodes either i'm like no. just state what the points are and get to it yeah and you know i i'd like to hope that if this exact same situation happened in this day and age she wouldn't have gone to prison for 25 years. I thought mm-hmm. she was still in prison now. It's like, got, but after the first episode, I turned to Jake. I was like, I hope this documentary gets her out. Aww. <laughs> but thankfully she was already out, but. Yeah, and she was even like, I'm not going to be going after the city or anything like that. She's like, I'm just glad to be out. She was like, <sighs> she's just, it's not worth it. You can tell that she's just a good person at heart like Mm -hmm. she was just trying to live her life in the best way she thought possible yeah like because anybody else would be like I'm suing the cops I'm suing everybody I'm like getting what I deserve and she's just like I found a guy that I love I get to see my kids now and I'm just trying to make the best of like the last 20 years I have I know it's a great watch guys go watch it it is but trigger warning, a lot of um, domestic violence. Oh, yeah, a lot. All right, guys. Well, that's what we've been watching recently. A lot of spooky and horrific things. It just never ends. I mean, I've also been watching like some lighter things like Love is Blind and stuff, but those aren't that interesting to talk about. So, yeah. But let us know. If you want us to talk about a more fluffy, fluffy watches, let us know. If you, fluffy you like reality watches, TV I like that. Or anything like that. Because I watch that garbage too. So <laughs> it's not garbage. It's just entertainment. Yeah. You need it as a palate cleanser to this horrific. Oh shit. my God. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Let's not scare our partner after we've watched a whole week of scary things oh. because you'll literally die (laughs) like it's not fun to be scared like I want to choose to scare myself so Joe I don't need you hiding behind the door smiling at me creepily okay I'm already scared enough yeah (laughs) you're gonna catch a fist is what's gonna happen one of these times I know I just it's obviously we're like I know we're like no abuse but then I'll abuse you if you scare me but you guys you guys know what we mean don't scare me because I will literally take your body and I will slam it on the ground (laughs) like a pair of dirty crusty socks (laughs) oh my god yeah we are just a pile of contradictions um let's not wear chunky ass platforms on on nights where you're going to be drinking too much wine, Michelle, because you can't anymore. You just can't. And 
I even showed up to the wedding. I was like, well, I can't wear heels anymore. So I need the platforms because I need dressy shoes. Everybody was wearing flats and they looked fucking beautiful. (laughs) So I need to just let myself be okay with flats. I'm 5'9". I can, I'll be fine. I don't need to be taller than that. Michelle, this is for you. Listen and take note. God, 5'9", what a beautiful height. (laughs) It's the perfect height. It really is. (laughs) It's not. But I just, I got to stop doing things for fashion and also drinking too much wine. But the fashion (laughs) first is the issue. That's not the point here. (laughs) Not the drinking. It's the fashion. It's definitely, it's always the fashion, right? It's always the fashion. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you're doing well. Stay safe out there and enjoy your weekend. Yeah, we love you so much. Um, Please don't call the cops on us for what we've said. And um, (laughs) keep listening every week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) Bye.